62 on Breakfast Business. UK Prime Minister Theresa May has confirmed that the expected two-year process of negotiation leading to her country's exit from the EU will be triggered next Wednesday, March 29th. That could yet prove the easiest part of the withdrawal process. Dr. Vincent Power, partner in EU law at law firm A&L Goodbody, joins us now in studio. Vincent, do you believe that that could be the easiest part? We're, we're facing a long and protracted road ahead. Absolutely, Vincent. What you're saying is really the easiest part, as you say. What we're looking at really is a long and late negotiation. The European Union does almost every negotiation, long and late. We're looking at something which is complex and complicated because it's entirely unprecedented. You know, while 22 states have joined the European Union and they knew the roadmap ahead no state has ever left uh, you've got countries, you know, areas like Algeria, Greenland, San Bartolome have left but nothing as powerful as the European Union. And already the European Union I suppose is giving a, a, a very definite message to the UK, we'll start this process when we're ready, which may not be until June. Indeed Vincent, and it could even be later because you've actually got about 18 elections scheduled across Europe for the next two years uh, and there'll be more as there often are so that means you've got a changing cast you've got a changing list of priorities you've got a changing list of issues and again as I say the EU, European Union often does negotiations long and late so for that reason it won't be all over till it's all over and I think from a business perspective what executives have to do really is just realise this game will change and shift and the focus will change constantly you had it with the Greco at negotiations, you had it with the financial crisis, and what executives have to do is keep an eye on the main game, and eventually it will be all over, but in the meantime they've got the plan for the possibilities that could evolve. Now as you say, there's the main game and all the leaks and, 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 and other uh, inspired pieces of information that will come out from that from time to time, but, but, but there could be other further legal challenges through the process on the side as well? Absolutely, and you've seen that historically, for example, with various treaties in Ireland, but you've seen it in the UK, even just the triggering of Article 50 was the subject of a Supreme Court judgment in the UK and I think you could find that there will be challenges uh, even in Ireland uh, but also before the Court of Justice itself and it, I think it's it's not clear that this is going to run smoothly or easily and as I say what businesses need to do is to plan for that possibility. Basically, I think the, the Lisbon Treaty itself sets a two-year process mm. uh, for, 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 for this do you believe it's almost inevitable, given the context mm. you've set out there, that that's going to have to be extended? Now, not, not necessarily a transitional arrangement yeah. after the EU leaves, but that the actual Brexit negotiation process itself will almost inevitably have to be extended. Uh, I think if you think about it, it took seven years for the UK to negotiate to join a much simpler European communities at the time. You've now got over a hundred thousand legal instruments covering almost all areas of business, all areas of life. And for that to be untangled will take a lot longer than two years. I think it's quite likely that it will be extended. And in fact, when people look at Article 50 very carefully, there is actually the possibility of an extension. The European Council can decide that it will be longer than two years. So for that reason, a lot of the focus by commentators and others that, you know, it'll be triggered on a particular date and exactly two years later it's going to end in fact that's not likely to be the case. You could well see that if it was triggered now at the end of March that it could well go into late 2019. It could pass from the Romanian presidency to the Finnish presidency 
and it could pass even further. And we have the further complication during 2019 of scheduled European Parliament elections and the European Parliament wants a, a, a strong say in this whole process. Absolutely it? and the treaty actually provides that the European Parliament has a say in it and then you can run into the 2020 scheduled British general election which then could become in its own way a second referendum and it's worth remembering Vincent that over time views change the first time the UK had a referendum on whether it should remain a member of the now European Union the Scottish and the northern half of the UK were actually the Brexiteers and was the bottom half of the UK which was the Remainers so these things can change and on top of all of that that soup that you've, uh, you've, you've, you've made for us there Vincent there is the possibility that uh, there could be a referendum in Ireland at the, at the, uh, based on any putative agreement that's, that's come to. Absolutely, Vincent. If you think about it, 30 years ago in the Crotty Judgment, uh, the Supreme Court here held that in certain circumstances, before Ireland can actually sign and ratify a treaty and implement a treaty, it's got to get a view of its people in a referendum. So you could have a situation where something which could be a, an agreement for 500 million people could actually be decided by three or four million voters in Ireland. And if you think that that may not happen, well, think about it has happened in the past with Denmark, it's happened with Ireland, and even the recent Canadian-EU trade agreement, for example, that was being held up by the Wallonian Parliament. So there are about 40 different national and regional parliaments which could hold it up, and then you could have referenda on top of that. Uh, and finally, Vincent, just, just in terms of what might happen here alone, based on the Crotty precedent, any Irish citizen could actually take that, could take that case for a constitutional uh, challenge. Absolutely. And I think, Vincent, what we're seeing really here at the end of the day is that the European Union is like a lobster pot. Relatively easy to get into, but very difficult to get out of. <laughs> and we all know what happens most lobsters in the end. So what you're, what, you're, what you're basically saying to all listeners here, Vincent, is that prepare for a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. And I think the key message, I suppose, for business executives is that those who will lose from it are those who don't plan and prepare. Sit down now, stock take, what are the EU rights that you're benefiting from? Is this free movement of goods, freedom of provide services or whatever? And anticipate because those who will lose are those who haven't planned for Brexit. Dr Vincent Power of A&L Good Buddy, thanks indeed for joining us this morning. That's it from Breakfast Business.